Remember that dumb thing you did? Remember that time when, you know, you did that dumb thing? Today on Chris Fabry Live, the dumb thing Dr. Ray Pritchard did that he's lived to tell about and the ramifications of the dumb thing, the hard lessons learned, the broken hearts and broken bones we leave behind. Straight ahead at the Radio Backyard Fence. And in a few minutes, I will open the lines to hear about your dumb thing. I have so many I can't choose from my own life. Just before the program, I thought of one, though. I need to define the dumb thing, of course, and we'll do that. And we'll have a a little room for some deeper conversation, as we always do in an hour. We always get something deeper. No matter how many dumb things you've done in life, you are welcome here, friend. Thanks in advance to Ryan McConaughey doing all things technical. Joe the Prayer Guy is our producer. Trisha is our consulting producer. Gabby D will be answering your calls today. And since it's Friday, that's right, it's time for the fabulous Fabry Friday side. Here's what it does. One, we oxygenate your blood. Two, we get your endorphins going. Three, we raise your serotonin level. Four, we promote lymphatic drainage. Five, we stimulate your parasympathetic system. That's why we call it the five lung languages. It also stimulates the vagus nerve. Taking four seconds of air through your nose, hold it four seconds, and then as you exhale... Push on the left side of your rib cage to rid yourself of all that bad carbon dioxide. Go. This sigh is for anyone who's done something dumb. You lifted something heavier than you could handle. You bought too much of a dog for too little of a house. You decided you'd open a restaurant. You never run one. This is something you look back at and say, what in the world was I thinking? It's not malicious, not illegal, nothing you did with any bad intention. But as you see it in the rear view, you think, boy, I was dumb. It's not teenage vandalism or larceny or anything you would get sent to jail over. It's just something you did, and you'd love a do-over. And the ramifications of the dumb thing, you have learned something. That's what we're going to talk about today. Today's size brought to you by your pals at the Radio Backyard Fence who believe it's not the number of dumb things you do that counts. It's how much your insurance will cover. I like that. All rights reserved. Void were prohibited. Last week, I saw a, a Facebook by our, our friend and uh, compadre, Dr. Ray Pritchard, and immediately I, I sent word to Joe and Tricia and Ryan. I said, pray for Ray, and I posted the picture on our Facebook page. It's not a ghastly picture. In fact, if you listen to what actually happened today and you're going to hear it, you'll think, how in the world is he smiling? And before you berate me for titling this program, The Dumb Thing I Did, I got this from Ray himself, who wrote this in an email. I'm sitting here at my dining room table with my left leg splayed out because there are four hideous, sharp spikes coming out of that leg and a whole bunch of other metal. It's like an erector set growing out of my leg. And it was a dumb thing that I did. So here to tell us all about it is president of Keep Believing Ministries. He's pastored churches in L.A., Dallas, Chicago, author of many books. His latest is A Tale of Two Fractures <laughs> or Pritchard's Wake. Uh, Dr. Ray Pritchard. Hey, Ray. Welcome to the program. Hey, Chris. How you doing? <laughs> oh, that's not the question, my friend. Last time you were with us, you told us about Marlene's right. knee replacement right. and how you, we needed to pray for her because you were cooking for her. Well, that, that's exactly right. That happened in early December, and she had this total knee replacement. And, you know, that's a big, big, big deal. Those of you who've yes, had that is. surgery, it takes a long time to recover. And, uh, you know, she's coming along. We're five weeks out. And, yes, I've, I've cooked for her. And, not a whole lot to be honest but but i have and she has she survived so far and my little adventure 
You know, I'm sitting here at our dining room table, and my left leg is splayed out underneath. It's my left ankle is surrounded by twenty thousand dollars worth of high tech medical hardware. With the, I have two spikes driven into my shin, and another spike going through my heel. And this, you know, if if and these spikes stick out four or five inches, and when you hit something, which I do, oh, it's a very it. it's a very difficult moment, you know. So. <laughs> It's basically, this is what happened to me. This is my dumb thing, okay? Okay. I, I, Chris, I'm a bike rider. I, I try to ride 3,000, and I mean bicycle, not motorcycles. I try to ride my bike about 3,000 miles a year and started 20 years ago, and I'm I'm a little bit over 47,000 miles now. Hmm. I, I have been shot at twice. I uh, I had a car run into me head on, walked away without a scratch, no problem. Really had no serious issues until a week ago Wednesday. There's a trail here in uh, Shawnee, Kansas, on the west side of Kansas City, called the Gary Haller National Recreation Trail, meaning it's kept up by the park system. It's beautiful. It's paved. Starts at the Kansas River and goes through Shawnee and Lenexa down to Olathe, and. It's not like a city trail. You are in the country when you're there, but it's, it's very well kept. And since we moved here, I have ridden this probably 150 times. So it's Wednesday, the day after New Year's, and I'm going to go ride my bike. And Marlene doesn't think anything of it. And I don't think anything because when I'm in town, I ride my bike, right? So it's 33 degrees. The sun is shining and there is ice on the trail. But I knew that, right? Because I had gone the day before New Year's Day when it was 16 degrees. And whenever there was ice, I just got off my bike and kind of walked around it. So I get to the trail, and there's nobody there. There's nobody in the parking lot. There's nobody on the trail, which probably means all the smart people were somewhere else that day, right? So I get on my bike, and I'm riding, and I'm listening to music. And I get about two or three miles down the trail. The only person on the trail that day was a guy. Who was, he was wearing a long sleeve t-shirt and, and, uh, gym shorts and nothing else, nothing else in 33 degrees. Crazier than me, I guess. And I see him and I nod at him and I ride, uh, just maybe 20 yards past that. And there's a little tiny incline, not, and I'm not going fast, maybe 10 or 11 miles an hour, just trying to take it easy, little patch of ice there. And without even thinking, ah, I can ride right over this because sometimes you can. Well, I got about halfway up that incline, and my bike began to slip up from under me. I had those clip-on, the the, the, the uh, shoes with the, the clip into the pedals, and I started to go over, and there's absolutely nothing you can do. It all kind of happened in slow motion. I went over, and when I just w- look back, I actually saw, I saw my ankle go all the oh. way around. In slow, oh. it was like one of those ESPN football oh, injuries no. <laughs> in slow motion. I saw it with my own eyes, and oh. the force of that threw my foot away from the pedal. But I wasn't in any pain because of the adrenaline and the shock. And uh, you know, I thought I'm going to go back first. I'm going to walk back to my car. Well, that wasn't going to happen. Because you my, thought you'd turned your ankle at that point. That's you right. Twisted your. That's ankle. right. That's right. And I, and I held up my leg, and my ankle was dangling off the bottom of my leg. <laughs> this bad. This bad people. That should never happen, right? And in the providence of God, He probably saved my life. 
that one fellow I saw who was out there jogging came up to see me. Turns out he's on the staff of one of the great churches here in Kansas City. He's a pastor of student ministries. I didn't know who he was. Introduced himself. He said, are you okay? I said, I don't think so. He said, do you want me to call 911? I said, no. He said, you sure? I said, I don't think so. Starting to throb. He said, I'm going to do it anyway. I think, <laughs> thank God. Thank God. He had, you know, he, he did. I didn't have enough, enough sense at that point. So they, uh, 15 minutes later, got me, took me into the emergency room. The doctor took x-rays. He came in, Chris. He said one word, awful, mm. awful. What you have done to your ankle is awful. And he showed me. I could see it. I broke the big bone in the lower leg, the small bone in the lower leg. I broke, broke another bone in the ankle. And he said the whole thing has now been dislocated, which is why it's hanging off to the side. And he said, I can't let you go. To, he said, you're going to have surgery. There's no question about that. And then uh, he said, before you go to the hospital, I got to put this back in place. So they gave me some Dilaudid, and which kind of just you know, numbs you just a little bit. And a nurse grabbed my shin, and he grabbed my damaged oh. foot, and he started <laughs> I've seen this in movies. They didn't give you a bullet to bite down on. <laughs> That's right. You know, you, you think the end of the world, the, the, the trumpets and the bowls of revelation are happening yeah, yeah, in, exactly. front of, in front of my eyes. And, and they couldn't get it in They because I got biker's legs and the muscles are pretty strong. And they had to give me some other drug and put me out. And I guess he put it back in place, sent me to the hospital. So Friday, I had last Friday, I had surgery. And, um, because I had messed up, that's the inside of my ankles all messed up. I mean, just torn up, chewed up. So they put in this space age hardware, the, the external fixator, I guess they call it. And I'm hobbling around with that, although not really moving very much. And let's see, this is, this is Friday. So on Monday, I have my second surgery. If all goes well, they'll take the space age hardware off and they'll go in and put screws and plates. And then maybe about two and a half months down the road, I can start walking again. So, yeah, I put all this on Facebook and this, this lifetime friend of mine wrote me and he said, Ray, let me just tell you what my daddy told me. He said, son, if you're going to be dumb, you better be tough. Well, Well, that's true. <laughs> I was dumb, so now I get to be tough. And I, I want to say thank God for good medicine. Thank God for pain meds. And uh, Marlene has been a trooper because she's not by any means healed completely from the knee right. surgery. Yes. So on the day on the day of the accident, she f- drove for the first time. And, of course, then I wrecked my ankle that afternoon. So we're both kind of hobbling around and the other night <laughs> – the other night she was uh, what can I see? She was emptying the urinal from the you know, the bedpan, and she right. leaned over me and smiled. She said, "We're a pair, aren't we?" <laughs> well, <laughs> yes, we are. Yes, we are. And uh, I, the other that's thing, a picture was, of love, Ray. That is a right. picture of love. Yeah, I've got a couple more questions. I need to take a break here, but I, I I'm enamored with this story because I know at some point this is going to work itself into, and you've already recorded a podcast, you know, telling this and folks can learn more about that. But there's, there are deeper lessons in here and want to find out more about that as we continue. And then I'm going to open the lines up and I'm going to ask you, what was the dumb thing you did? It doesn't have to be necessarily something that hospitalized you or that you broke a bone. It might be something totally different, but we're going to talk about that today. The dumb thing I did, Dr. Ray Pritchard is with us. And you'll hear more straight ahead on Moody Radio. 
Isn't technology great? You can invite a friend to listen to this conversation. Share it on social media. Spread the word and the encouragement you find at the Radio Backyard Fence. If you've never given a gift to Chris Fabry Live, boy howdy, today's your day. The 11th day of January 2019, your opportunity. Guess what we're going to send you? We're going to send you a copy of the novel, The Promise of Jesse Woods, written by yours truly. One of the scenes in this, uh, Jesse and Dickie and Matt are the three characters, this coming-of-age novel, and they would really identify with the story that Ray Pritchard has just told and there are some deep truths in the middle of the coming of age and the fun and the frivolity as well as the pain and the heartache. This is just our thank you to say thank you. If you give a gift of any size right now and become a Backfence friend, you can do that today. Just go to chrisfabrylive.org. When you go there, don't forget to go to Facebook and look at the picture of Ray laying on the ground. Uh, go to chrisfabrylive.org or call 866-95-FABRY, 866-953-953. 2279. And thanks for being a back fence friend. Ray Pritchard of Keep Believing Ministries has really torn up his ankle. And we're laughing about this, but at the same time, I know it's a serious thing. Uh, it could have been a lot worse if you hadn't had that friend walk by. He's become a friend. He actually took the picture of you laying there, right? That's exactly right. And, uh, you know, it's one of those moments when you, eat, you, you we all have choices to make, right? Things happen, and you just decide how you're going to respond. Somebody asked me if I was discouraged, and I, I, I said, "Do I feel discouraged?" No, I haven't felt discouraged at all. I suppose I'm going to use a term I just made up: sanctified bemusement. I don't even, Chris, I don't even really know what that means, <laughs> but it, it, it's something like I look at this and go, "This wasn't part of my plan or part of my agenda." But my friend Harry Ballback called me on the phone, and Harry, of course, 94 years old, one of the co-founders of Word of Life, and Harry said, Ray, now what happened to you was no accident. He said that was an incident. There are no accidents for the people of God, only incidents. And you know, a moment like this tests your theology. Either, yes. e- either we believe that or we don't. One of the verses I have been meditating on is Job 23.10, he knows the way that I take. When he has tried me, I shall come forth as gold. I confess, when I was younger, I was very enamored with the idea of the gold, which probably means the gold of tested and refined and purified character. That's a wonderful thought. But the older I get, the more I cling to the first two words, he knows. Hmm. He knows. I don't know. I don't know what tomorrow holds. I didn't know when I went bike riding that day. We all face so many unexplained mysteries, some of them, some of them shocking. I am so glad that when I don't know, he knows. When I'm confused and uncertain, God is not up in heaven wringing his hands. He knew all about the ice. He knew all about that. And that that could have been avoided in a thousand different ways, including if I had gotten off my bike and walked around it. But he knows, which means nothing is being wasted. It's all being put to good use by the hand of God. You know, we like to say God is good. All the time, mm-hmm. and all the time, God is good. I got a letter from a, a friend in Nigeria, a Nigerian Christian, which is where I've heard that that's, that sort of that antiphonal saying started. She said, well, in our church, we do that. God is good all the time, and all the time, God is good. And then the congregation says in unison, I am a witness. I really mm-hmm. like that, Chris. God is good all the time, 
all the time, God is good. I am a witness. And I have determined that no matter what other changes may come in my schedule, and I certainly have had to change a lot in these first months of the year, I want to be a witness to the goodness and the grace and the kindness of the Lord so we can laugh or cry. I'd rather laugh about it and say, yeah, that was dumb for me to go writing, but uh, <laughs> on the ice. Thing to do. <laughs> so, no, n- take a note, people. Do not go bike riding in the ice. And But behind all of that, you know, behind a frowning providence, he hides a smiling face. God knows what he's doing. And even in our dumb mistakes, that aren't they aren't sinful. They're just things we do that didn't work out the way we expected. God is working out his plan. Chris, I'm really glad about that. You know, uh, you can spend your time trying to figure that out too. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, and for me, just having you on here and being able to, to hear the story is good enough that you mentioned Harry Ballback's name. And that took me this like, he was with Jack Wirtz and that was word of life. And I think if you're looking for something that's new, right, something different, and, you know, it's like, it all right. comes back to you and he's still living. And I looked it up. He's born 1925. Well, of course he's still living. Yes. Um, I got to get Harry ball back on the program. These, so that's maybe that's why uh, God had you break your ankle and tear it up and, and cause this. He wanted Harry ball back to be on the program. Well, absolutely right. Look, look, and first of all, if you ask him, he'll certainly come on the program and, you know, here's a side note. Four months ago, Harry called me and he said, I, I, he wants to do one final book because he knows, you know, when you're 94, yeah. he knows he wants to do one final book called Our Incredible Journey to Heaven, a testimony of, of, of how you can end your life at the very end, standing between earth and heaven with grace and hope and faith. And, uh, and he told me back in October he wanted to do that, and then I didn't hear anything. He didn't hear anything. Then I had this accident, this incident, Harry, this incident, and he called me on the phone, and I said, hey, what about the book? And he said, you know, it's getting hard. I can see very well. Uh, I, I just don't know. I said, Harry, look, God has pulled me over to the sidelines here for mm. a couple of months. I got the time, and so we worked it out. He's wow. going to be speaking it into the, the microphone <laughs> and I, we're going to be transcribing it. And Marlene and I are going to, we're going to put Harry's final book together, our incredible journey to heaven. And a week ago, I didn't know anything about this. So God knows wow. what he's doing. Yeah. Yes, he does. See, but, but one of my points is you don't have to, it, real faith is we can make an idol out of the will of God or the right. sovereignty of God in the sense that God is sovereign if I can figure out what he's doing in my lifetime, you know, and, and all of the, the knots on the underside of the tapestry and I can, I can work those out on right, the other. Right. I, I, and I can believe God if I can figure it out. And God never asked you to figure it out. He never promised that we could figure it out. What he asked us to do is trust him and believe him. And that's what I hear you say. That's part of what I hear in this story that you've just told us. You know, I, I have told people for a long time the first law of spiritual progress goes like this. I can't go back. I can't stay here. I must go forward. I can't go back to change the past, to make it better, to relive it. I can't stay here because life is a river that flows ever onward. The only thing I can do is what I must do is go forward by the grace of God. I don't claim to have any special insight into the bigger question of you know, why my bike slipped the way it did or the why the fall happened the way it did. Yes. I, I don't have any special insight, but I know this. 
It didn't happen by accident. It didn't catch God by surprise. He means it somehow for my good and his glory. And I'm going to smile and I'm going to be a witness to the goodness and grace of God while I am hobbling around with all this space age hardware around my ankle. You probably could get something on eBay for that, you know? <laughs> well, you, but, but, don't recommend it. <laughs> but this is another whole story. But the doctor, the surgeon said to us last week, we're going to give you the hardware back. She said, this is, uh, is $20,000 what they charge for it. Really? No, look, no, no kidding, Chris. We've already looked it up. There is an aftermarket on eBay for used no. or, no, yes, 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 yes. You, you, we, we've discovered this. Oh, the world is full of surprises. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you, can you, can you tie that, uh, leg th- brace that you got? <laughs> yeah, sure. Absolutely. You know, uh, I'm just, I, I'm glad to be living in an age where there is good medical care, and yeah. in, in in a couple of months, God willing, I'm going to be up and moving around, and I'm thankful for Marlene, who is, she is she has been a trooper, and she's been so strong, and our son and daughter-in-law who live uh, one mile away. I don't think we could have made it through without Josh and Leah, so God has provided. Um, God is good all the time. Mm-hmm. In every situation, no matter what, God is good, and I am a witness. Yeah. Amen. Ray, thanks for sharing that. I mean, oh, it's a vulnerable you, thing, you know, the dumb thing, but it's, it's all, we, we do these things every day. Most of the time it, it doesn't end. You don't want and right. wind up in the hospital, but, uh, I, I pray that God will be very near to you, close to you, help you and Marlene and draw you closer together. And, uh, that this will have a really good outcome. And thanks for telling me the story about Harry too. Oh, you, you're welcome. Glad to be with you, Chris. Thanks so much. There he is, Dr. Ray Pritchard at his kitchen table, dining room table, where he'll be for a while <laughs> until Monday. Uh, president of Keep Believing Ministries. And if you go to the website, you could you can see our featured resource. We always put this up there, usually uh, when he comes along, an anchor for the soul, just because it's so good and so deep, especially for new believers, an anchor for the soul. Uh, by the way, the, the type of, uh, of bike he was riding was a Roubaix. A Roubaix, and he said it. It's in better shape than he is. <clears throat> so there's Ray Pritchard's dumb thing that he did. How about you? 